Hey friends, today's episode is a little bit different than normal. Today is a conversation uh, with myself and my friend Nyla from Nutrition by Nyla. Nyla is a nutritionist and she's a certified life coach. She um, has an audiobook and two podcasts actually. But this conversation is such an important conversation. It's about our identity and our worth. I think that so often we misplace our worth in things that our worth is not really in. And we put our identity in things that don't really matter. So it's just a conversation going back and forth between two friends, one that's really grounding and such a great reminder of the truth about our worth and the truth about our identity. I hope you enjoy. Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball, a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply His Word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Don't know me. I'm in Canada. You're in the States, Pennsylvania, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm in Canada, in Saskatchewan. Um, I'm in a, it's when people ask you like, what's your bio? You're like, you kind of go blank. You're like, what is it that you do? Um, I am an intuitive eating and body image coach for Christians. I do that virtually, but then I'm also a VA for other female entrepreneurs. So I do like podcast editing, uh, just social media management, email marketing, all the things that go along with being an entrepreneur. So I kind of have two businesses that I do. Um, and my business is called Nutrition with Nyla. I help people with their like food, but then I also help people with like the health of their business by taking some things off their plate so it feels more like manageable, joyful, their businesses. So yeah, I'm married. I have a cat. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the cold really. And so it's finally sunny and warm and I can wear shorts for like two months of the year. And I'm so pumped that it's summer in Canada. <laughs> You also did um, a really cool Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, Confident Bod Club. And it's it's a two-week devotional for believers wanting to improve body image. And yeah, that, that was really helpful, actually, like learning how to create an audiobook because then when I got into podcast editing, I'm like, I already know how to do some of this stuff from that. So right. um, 
But man, like recording chapters, it takes a long time. I didn't realize how big of a project making an audiobook was. And that's a short book. It's only two weeks. And so when I see people doing audiobooks of like full length books, I'm like, that must have taken you hours and hours. <laughs> so that was an awesome book because you had sent it to me to listen to and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. And it really embodies what we're talking about today. Totally. Like when you asked me some of these questions, when I was thinking about some of my answers, I'm like, some of my answers are going to be about like finding my worth in my body and stuff like that. So yeah, totally um, applies to that. So I'm. let's jump into these questions. Are you yep. ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, so I'll ask you a question and then you can throw it back at me when you're done answering. So uh, yeah, where did you mistakenly find your identity? So I would have to say over the years in different places. So what I mean by that is um, when I was younger, um, not when I was young, young, but when I was in my teens and my 20s, I really thought that my worth was in the person that I dated. So I, my, the first guy that I ever dated, I dated for four years and um, I didn't know who I was I, without him, you know, because I dated him for so long from the time I was like, oh my goodness, I think I was 14, 15 maybe, and dated him for four years. I thought, you know, I, I was just happy being Mike's girlfriend, you know? And then when we broke up, I had no idea who I was. And I really, I was heartbroken to say the least, but I was completely lost. And um, I think when you find your identity in the wrong thing and that thing no longer is there anymore, it can lead you down a really, really scary path. And it did. Um, so I would say for me then it was, um, it was definitely my, my you know, significant other. And then now I would say my struggle now that I have to make sure that I don't find my identity is like in it being a mom, you know, being a wife, like I'm, um, you know, I'm just a mother, you know, that's it's, but cause we're so much more than that. And we're, our identity is like, I'm a child of God, you know? And, um, it can, you're just so wrapped up in your kids that you feel like that's the only identity that you have, especially when you're home with them 24 seven and you're kind of a home, you know, I'm a homeschool mom and yeah, I, you don't want to be that mom that says, I guess, you know, a pageant mom, you know, like the beauty pageant moms, that's where (laughs) the identity is that in their children. And like, that's the last thing I want to be. I want to be, you know, daughter of the king before I'm, you know, Silas and Jameson's mom and Scarlett's mom. So, yeah, I would say right now the struggle is making sure that it's not in just in motherhood. How about you? Uh, I think it's the same as you, different seasons. It was different. Like in high school, I found my identity in getting high marks, like being an honor roll student. And then when I went to university, um, it's a whole different marking system. So where I was used to getting like 80s, 90s in high school, being like the smart kid, um, 
I was getting like 50s and 60s in university because they mark a lot different. And so I just felt like, oh, I'm not the smart kid anymore. Like it again, when you put identity in something that can go away, it's you have this there's shame and there's just like this identity crisis. And I've also put it in my job and I was working at a prestigious private school for a while. And then I had to leave that job because of unsafe working conditions. And when I was like, I didn't have a job for a while and I was a stay at home wife, there was a lot of, again, like I put so much identity in working at that prestigious school that now I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just a stay at home wife. And like, that's so old school, like there's not like, I don't have any kids. So I felt like shame for being a stay at home wife. And then there's, I could go on forever and ever, but like finding identity and being like the fit girl, the one who has willpower around food. And when I got injured, I had a really bad ankle injury where I was off of it for six weeks. It was a grade three ankle sprain, which is like really, really bad. And I tore like two ligaments or two, I don't know if it was two ligaments or tore one ligament in two spots. I don't know, something major like that. And I couldn't work out the way that I had before. And that was just like, my world felt like it was crumbling. Cause I'm like, I, I can't do this thing that I put so much identity in. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm like you, it's different seasons. And I think right now finding identity, like I'm an Enneagram three and I thrive off of product productivity and accomplishing things. And I think my struggle now is, not feeling like more identity in like being productive, I guess. And like, I'm the go-getter, the goal crusher. And so not feeling bad if like different days I get different amounts off my to-do list. I don't know if that makes sense, but just. No, totally. Yeah. I, th I think um, I can struggle there too. Like I feel like the amount that I get done that day says how, you know, successful I am. And really like, if you're, you can't earn your way to heaven. So why are we fighting so hard to get so much done off, off of our to-do list? Now I'm not saying, of course, the Lord doesn't want us to be lazy. That's for sure. But at the same time, we shouldn't be breaking our backs, idolizing productivity. Mm-hmm. Totally. I love the quote that says, like, it was a productive day if you prayed. And that just like puts it in perspective. Like, oh, that's right. awesome. So yeah. I sometimes remind myself, like, you prayed. So even if five things have to roll over to the next day for your to do list, like, that's fine. And so, yeah. I um, love that. Yeah. And so our next question is very similar, but where did you used to source your, your worth? So identity worth, they're similar, but they're a little different too. So, what about the question for worth? Yeah, I definitely think it's different. Um, so I would say, again, that's another place where it kind of it, it kind of changed, you know, from the initial thinking about like where I put my worth for a while. And I think probably still sometimes it's like, yeah, because I I never thought of myself as someone who was necessarily super intelligent. I was more of like, the girl who dated the popular guy and was in cheerleading and like all of those things. And I put a lot of worth in the way I looked and um, even the crowds that I hung out with, you know, that was a, a big thing. Like I, it all depended on what you look like. You know, if you were worthy of anything, any attention, it was because you were beautiful. So I definitely um, 
struggled with that. And at times I still have to remind myself that like, that's not your worth. That has that it's all going to go away for all of us, you know? Um, and then I would say then Instagram came into play as I got older and I really struggled with my worth in followers and likes. And it's like, well, why? Like, why am, why are my posts not being liked as much? And why do I not have as many followers? Am I not as worthy and as good as that person? Like, is what I say not as, and that's, that's still a struggle to be honest. Um, and then I have to like knock myself over the head with, you know, my, my own hand, like Jill, wake up this, your worth is in Christ and Christ alone, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would say definitely it's more of a seasonal thing. Um, and it can kind of ebb and flow depending on what's going on, <laughs> going on in my life. But, um, yeah, so I would definitely say those two things are, are definitely still somewhat of a struggle. Do you have, mm-hmm. um, struggles with worth and yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Like totally. Um, the body image was a big thing for me too. I don't know. I just believe that my worth went to zero every like morning that I had to re-earn my worth. And like, if I work out, if I eat this, then like I get more worth, but then the next, like at 12 AM, like midnight, it goes back to zero. So every day I had to do things to earn my worth. And I see that that's like not aligned with scripture at all. Um, but I just, I didn't take a rest day from working out for two, no, for two, yeah, for two decades because I was so, yeah, I was so afraid of taking a rest day because I felt like I was a failure that I had like no worth, like my worth tank would stay zero if I didn't move my body. And so even when I was sick, I would make myself go for a walk or do yoga or something. And I eventually worked with a counselor and she helped me see like no rest days are they're important. They're strong. It's a way to honor God with your body. And so now I take rest days a lot. Like I love them, but so it makes sense why I was afraid of them though, because I thought that like, I'm not a worthy human if I don't work out. And, um, I was afraid of eating certain foods because people would like look down on those foods. And I'm like, if I eat them, then I, it's going to take away worth from my worth tank that I got from like exercising or like getting a good mark in school or, or something like that. So yeah, that was really disordered thinking. Um, So I'm really happy that I've reached out for help and that I don't do that anymore. And I think, yeah, right now the worth is like you, social media, the likes, the followers, sometimes even, oh, she has more clients than me or she, um, I don't know, just um, a bigger following or even when I see people get like big to-do lists done, I'm like, oh, she did more than me today. Like she's better. And it's just a reminder, like, no, like your worth amount, just it stays the same amount every day because Christ stays the same every day. And um, I'm actually getting some more tattoos this summer. I see you have some tattoos too. And one of them is I'm going to get a tattoo that says worthy. And it's just a reminder, like when I start to source my worth wrong to be like, no, that choice, it didn't change your worthiness, their reaction to your decision that didn't change your worthiness. Like I literally have worth like tattooed into me, like it's permanent because of Christ, not because of anything I did. So that's kind of like my story with worth. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Um, but I can totally sympathize with you. I don't, I mean, to hear that you say like the day starts over and you start at zero. I mean, I never thought about it that way, but to hear someone else say it, I'm like, oh my goodness, like that's a tough way to live. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, but go I, ahead. But I think in some ways I do that kind of with a to-do list still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. days that I'm more pro- productive, the more worthy I feel. And I have to remind myself that that's just not true. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard though. The world we live in really applauds crushing your to-do list and doing all the things and keeping up with the Joneses. So it can kind of make sense why we feel good about doing a lot because the world will applaud that. So it it makes sense. So we can have some compassion for ourselves, why we are the way we are. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I have really learned how to, um, because of that, the productivity and the the to-do list, I have really learned how to, um, instead of living productively, I live more intentionally. So I say like, what is the most important things um, in my life? And I ask God to show me what the most important things in my life are. And then when I put them in my planner, I can see, yes, spending time with my family is a priority. And and God says, yes, that is a priority. You know, um, doing a 20 minute workout, God wants me to be healthy um, going, serving at church. God wants me to serve, you know, all of those things. I, I actually use like yellow for spirituality and orange mm-hmm. time and green for business. And I make sure that the things that are priority have the most time in my planner. Um, and that, so it's more like living intentionally and not just writing the list of what needs to be done. It's mm-hmm. actually putting in the important things and living in that intentional way. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then you're living in alignment with your personal values, with God's values too. And yeah. not just like letting life happen to, but like, like you said, you're being intentional. So I like that swapping the word productivity for intentionality. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It's really helped a lot. So mm-hmm. I yeah. try to try to help other women with that as well um, that I mentor to make sure that they recognize what their pillars are. And those pillars are like family time, business, health, church, service, you know, whatever those pillars are, highlight, give them a color, make sure they're in each of your days and make sure that the ones that are the most um, significant get the most time in that day mm-hmm. and they you know and they do that every Sunday and they highlight it and they live out intentionally and purposefully instead of just chaotically and you know overwhelming themselves and at the end of their week they're like wow I gave a lot of time to my family I gave self you know time to myself for my health or a bath you know bath time and all that stuff is included in, in like health and self-care. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the week, they really lived intentionally and purposefully instead of productively, chaotically and all of those other things. Yeah. And it, 
like some of the things that don't get done then might be things that the world would be like, you should have done that. Your house should have been spotless and you should have had a Pinterest like meal every day, every snack, every meal. And it's just kind of, um, I guess, being okay with leaving some of those things undone that you still feed your family, try to find delicious, nourishing things, but it does every single thing have to be from scratch or does your house have to be that you could eat your food off the floor? Like it's that clean where the right. world says it should be. And so I, I really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a cool system. Yeah. It's really yeah. helpful. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm going to ask you, what was a light bulb moment season or, or a light bulb moment to find, um, that you kind of were like, wow, my worth is in Christ. Yeah. Um, I was on an email list for a dietitian. I still am a Christian dietitian. And I remember one day I opened her email that she had sent out and it was about our worth being inherent and how we just have worth that we don't have to earn it. We just, we literally just have it because we're humans because God created us. And it's not the first time I had heard that, but it was just in that moment, there was just literally like this light bulb moment. And I just understood it. I had a revelation of this being true. And I think sometimes you have to be exposed to the truth, like over and over until you actually believe it. And that's why I like talk to my clients about like when you want to believe something about food or your body, you have to just keep speaking it over yourself. And eventually what you hear enough, you're going to believe good or bad. And so I think it was just that I had come across like your worth is in Christ. You don't have to earn it, but just it was enough times. And that moment was the last time that it finally like just like made sense to me. And I just remember thinking like, whoa, I don't have zero worth in the morning when I wake up. Like I just have it. And then from there, God just really started showing me like, yeah, you're, you're, you're made off of the blueprints of worth himself and you're worthy simply because of your creator. Like you, you have forever worth because I'm always going to be your creator. Like that will never change and just stop looking to yourself to earn your worth because it didn't come from you. So you don't have to earn it. You can't lose something that you didn't even have anything to do with getting in the first place it's kind of the same concept of like our righteousness of God like how we're the righteousness of God in Christ because of Christ's righteousness and anyway so yeah when I you when you ask that question it goes back to opening that email that one day and just being like whoa I have worth like I just have it that's like crazy that's not what the world tells me so yeah what about you is there like a moment that just comes to mind like that yeah so I actually grew up Catholic and in Catholic church, you have to, if you sin, you have to go and you have to tell like a priest during like, you go into like a little room with him and, and you tell him like the sins that you've committed. And then he tells you your, what's called like a penance. So like, it's kind of like your punishment in a weird way. So you have to typically like go and say the rosary and say like 20 Hail Marys and 15 out our father prayer. These are prayers, the mm -hmm. Mary prayers and, and our father mm -hmm. prayers. And so it was ingrained in me that I had to, I had to earn and work for my salvation. So that translated over into my identity and my worth that I had to work for it. Like I had to work that that's what I was taught that I wouldn't just go to heaven. Like, yeah, I'll be forgiven, but 
as long as I do such and such a thing and such and such of that thing. And so there be, there came a time in my life in my twenties when I started to kind of, I don't want to say like rebel, but like, I guess in a way, yes, I started kind of testing, you know, the, my, my little bubble opened up to like meeting a lot more people and I was curious. And then I found myself with the hanging out with the wrong people, um, in my curiosity and, um, I was sinning and living a sinful life. And I thought, my goodness, like, I can't say enough how Mary's and our fathers. So I might as well just give up. Like, I'm not going to go to heaven. And so I continued to sin because I was like, what's the point? What's the point now? So, um, when I was 29, I was invited to a non-denominational Christian church and I heard the message of grace for the first time. And to hear that Jesus died for me on the cross because of my sin, because he loved me, even though I was sinful in my sin, when I was in the darkest, most sinful place in my life, he still died for me. And he, most importantly, because of that, he died for me. And like to understand the message of grace, that that is what took place on the cross that day. I've lost, like, I just, I mean, I bawled um, and I couldn't wait to go back to that church the next Sunday. And then I went on a missions trip. And then I was just ever since then, like my heart has been after God, because I just can't believe what he did for me. And I think knowing that, that I was that worthy for him to suffer like that for me. I mean, it's truly changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's amazing when you understand the message of grace. Totally. I, I know what you're talking about. Like I've I know that feeling of going to a sermon and it's it's got grace just all over and you're like, why didn't why aren't all churches like this? Like this is yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 Um are there things that you tell yourself often to just keep yourself rooted in your identity and worth um being like sourced from from Christ and not yourself? Well, I would say um because of understanding what the Lord did for me, I want to be near him like, and feel his presence and experience him as much as possible. So like every single morning, I, I mean, there, I don't go a morning without sitting with the Lord for an hour. And that's a really long time. Even if my kids wake up, like I know my husband looks at me sometimes like the baby's crying in her high chair. Like, are you going to get her down? And I'm like, five more minutes. And like, I will read my devotional. I'll read, you know, where I'm at in my Bible plan. I'll journal. I'll listen to worship music. And like, I will like literally sit in just his word and, you know, worship music to just know, like know who I belong to. And even when I do stray a little bit because of that consistency that I've created in my life, that discipline and just that, I mean, this, the Holy Spirit gave me that discipline, that hunger, um, 
I just can't live without it. So I, it's just, he, he rooted me. Like he mm-hmm. ultimately was the one who rooted me. But I would say that that discipline of just being with him every single morning without fail is what keeps me rooted in my identity and my worth in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause when we go in the world, we're exposed to all these lies about our identity and worth. And then when you go and renew your mind, like it talks about in Romans 12, when you are like regularly renewing your mind with God's truth, you're like reminded like, this is true about who I am, not that lie that I encountered about my worth in the world as I went about my day. And so I, it totally makes sense that your answer, like what you said. And I think that's just such a great um, role model for people to really prioritize time with him because it's just going to benefit you in every area of life, including the one that we're talking about today. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Is there something that you do specifically that roots your identity in him and your Um, worth? Yeah, I think like my words, um, like exercise has been a problem in the, like in the past, like thinking I have more worth if I do a HIIT workout rather than if I take a rest day or if I did yoga, like the higher intensity is like, you have more worth if you do higher intensity, just cause that's kind of what the world tells you. And so now I specifically, like if I'm on a run and I see a walker, I'll say like, nope, same worth. And if I'm walking and I see a runner, I'm like, hey, same worth. Like I'm just constantly speaking that over myself or if I'm eating like chocolate cake, this doesn't have any moral worth. It's not taking or giving me worth. And I say that like when I'm eating an apple and just kind of speaking that truth over myself. Um, oh, and wait, yeah, it's just, I just have to stop you because that is just so good. Because I think even when you don't struggle with food or exercise because of the messaging, all women I don't, and men too, probably feel like, oh, I ate a salad. Like they don't say like, I ate a salad and this was really good for my body and just end it there. They probably see some sort of worth in that where like, Mm -hmm. and then when they eat that piece of chocolate cake, they're like, oh, I feel really crappy about myself. Mm -hmm. Even I, I don't really struggle with that, like health or exercise or whatever. I mean, I ate two Oreo cookies before I got on this call. (laughs) Like I, I, I do. I'm, I'm conscious and I want to be healthy, but I don't want to take it to a point of um, like where it's unhealthy. Right. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I still do that when I'm like, what did I eat today? Like, like, Oh, I kind of feel crappy because I did eat a lot of this or whatever. And it's good to be conscious and say, I probably shouldn't have had as much sugar today, you know, and thinking of it in a healthy way, but not to say like, like, I'm so terrible for eating that way, you know, and that's such a great message, I think. So I, I don't know. I just wanted to. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And um, like I have healed so, so much in that area. And so I more so do it to just keep reminding myself of the truth, like preventative kind of speaking over myself. So I never fall into the the trap of that. And like sometimes there are little lies planted like. You hear that little voice of the enemy, like you ate a brownie, like that dipped into your worth tank. And then I I just find it so powerful to like quickly respond to those lies and be like, whoa, that's not true. Like my worth is established in Christ. And God also gave me a, I guess, a vision one day of just like this safe, like this bulletproof, like metal, like you could not get into it, like safe. 
and it was kind of like glowing and he's like that's your worth like inside that like nothing can touch it like because because it came from me like my blood's on it like nothing can touch your worth Nyla it's in this what's that word like impenetrable safe and just so that vision from God when I remind myself like nothing can touch my worth. My worth stays the same all day long because of who it came from. So I guess just going back to those, like speaking over myself, worth, truth statements, and then remembering that vision that the Lord gave me a couple years ago. That's awesome. I like that. That's a cool, that's a cool thing. I, I can def I could use that vision to help myself out. And I couldn't agree with you more, like taking your thoughts captive. I mean, that's the Bible tells us to take, you know, those thoughts captive and give them to Christ. And I think that so many of us struggle in our own self-talk, you know, and say like, you know, today's such a hard day. It's like, cause I talk to mothers, um, mostly. And as a mom, you know, you're vacuuming the floor and two minutes later, a kid spills their milk and you're like, what is the point? And it's like, you, and, and it just trickles into the rest of your, your day. And then something else, you know, happens and, you know, then the baby's crying and you're like, this is just so hard. I can't do it anymore. And those are the things that you tell yourself, but that's not the truth. Like, no, the truth is, is that I can do all things in strength in, in Christ who strengthens me. Like I can get through this day and I have the Lord to uphold me with his right hand. And like all of those things, all of those scriptures that, and verses that we can use as weapons against our own um, thoughts is so important. So I love that you recognize when you're running and you see a walker that you're like, Oh, nope. Same worth like to, I mean, that's, and they, I actually listened to something. I don't know what it was from, but they said that when you create a path in your own mind and you keep doing it over and over again, that your mind will actually create that path and it will be really be ingrained. That's where your first thought goes every time. Mm. You know, like, so every time in the past, say every time you saw a runner and you were walking, you were like, I'm not as worthy. And the more you did that, just like a grass field, when the more people that walk over the grass, that same grass path, eventually it's just going to be worn down to dirt. And every, and it's always going to take that path and it's always going to um, be quick to get there through that path. Right. But like, you can also do that the opposite way. Like you're now doing where now you're like, nope, same worth. So eventually like that path is so ingrained in the ground that way that you're always going to think we have the same worth and you're not even going to think, think about it. You're just going to be doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a counselor once say like, God's given us a sound mind. Like it talks about in Timothy, but she said like, we have to engage that sound mind. Like we have to be like thinking about truth, like Philippians 4, 8 says, like, think about what's true. And like you said, you expose yourself to the truth so that when you come across a lie, then you're like, this isn't true. And um, so I think that's why it's so important to like put that inventory of truth in you so that you can just be so aware of what truth sounds like. And my mom is a banker and they get the, the bankers to take like counterfeit money training. So, and they like feel the money, they smell it so that they just like know it so well so that if like a forged um, hundred dollar bill or whatever comes in, they can just feel it and be like, whoa, this does not feel 
like the real thing because they've spent so much time with the real thing. And I, I just, I love that concept of like, yeah, I need to spend so much time with God's truth, his word, because then when I come across these lies, you can just be like, this is not the real thing. This is not the truth. And I love that. So you shared an analogy and I'm like, Luke, I'm going to hop on that train of analogies. I love analogies. <laughs> no, I love that. That's awesome. That's so true. That's such a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, is there anything on your heart that you didn't get to share yet that you just really wanted to speak over listeners? Um. I mean, I would say if you're really struggling with your worth and identity that like go and read the gospels, you know, whether, you you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, they say to start at Mark, I would say start at Mark and then just realize who Jesus is and what he taught and what he's done for you. And you will absolutely fall in love with him and you will just realize how much you mean because, I mean, he loved you so much that he died on the cross for you when you were at your worst. And I just cannot get over that. And I think that if you read that and you really open your mind to what the Lord did and you, and you haven't yet, even if you have, I think we all need the reminder, you know, to, to reread the gospels, you know, over and over again, because it's just amazing what Jesus has done for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I'd want to leave people with is from the Gospels, actually, from Matthew 4. Um, if you struggle with finding your worth identity in like your work, like your to-do list, it was so healing when I heard someone say, like, notice in Matthew 4, it's either Matthew 4 or 3, um, where Jesus hasn't started his ministry yet, but then there's like he's baptized and then the voice comes from heaven, God saying, like, this is my son whom I love, who I'm pleased with. And that was before Jesus did anything on his ministry to-do list. Like he, that he was so loved. He, God was so pleased with him. And so I've scratched out like in the Bible and I've said like, this is my daughter whom I love, who I'm well pleased with. And I just remind myself like that's God's reaction to me every morning when I wake up before I've done a workout, before I've crossed off things on my to-do list. And that was just really healing for me. So I just kind of, when I was thinking about like, what should I say at the end? I just wanted to share that because it was really helpful for me when I don't know who said that, but it really stuck with me. So I want to share that with everybody. Yeah. And, and yesterday, just a tidbit, you reminded me, my son actually, um, who's only four, um, he actually was saying that he didn't love me and he didn't love his brother. And then he felt really bad about it. And he started crying and he said, I still love you. And I still love Jameson. I, I don't love myself. And I said, and as a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, don't say that. And then I told him about how Jesus loves him no matter what. And I love him no matter what. And I told him the verse about, you know, like you're, you're wonderful. Like the, the Bible says you're wonderful. And that's another verse that I think is a really great one for women who struggle with identity and worth to remember that, you know, we were created in our, in our mother's womb and we were faceted wonderfully by the creator of the work of the world. And, you know, with so much intention and care and just, it's just amazing to think that like, I was so special in my mother's womb and he made me there and stitched me up and called me wonderful. 
and that verse is always such a great reminder too. And it's mm-hmm. a great for our kids, but to tell ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um I had a pastor once and he would always end the sermon saying, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. And I think that's God's attitude to us too. Like, you can't make me not love you. Like, it's just, I'm always going to love you. And so it kind of made me think of that. Your mom would always say, who loves you? And you would, you would just respond like you do. And she'd say, and don't you forget it. (laughs) Aw, I love that. I think that's so like simple and we laugh about it, but I think there's so much power in just telling people often that they're loved. I I don't think people realize how like people are craving to be just told like, I love you and like God loves you. And it's, it's really powerful. Those, those like three words or whatever it is. So. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So also, if so glad we had this conversation because I, I don't know, but so such a powerful conversation and such a great reminder. Even just talking to you about it, like, helps me to remember my identity and worth. Yeah, I guess before we go, that was one of the things I wanted to say. Was another thing that I uh, helps me is like writing Instagram posts about sourcing my worth correctly. Because when I'm writing a post, I'm getting exposed to the truth, and sometimes the things I post about it's for my benefit too because I need to be reminded of it so sometimes just make an Instagram post or a blog post about what you need to be reminded of so you see it while you're writing it out so yeah this is a great conversation really powerful (laughs) yeah I agree thank you so much for listening to the faithful mama podcast a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. And as always, stay faithful.